Well, Piotr, not in sight yet? The question was put on 20th of May, 1859, by a gentleman of rather more than 40 years of age, as he came out, hatless and dressed in a dust-stained overcoat and check trousers, onto the low porch of the posting-house on the main road to X. He was addressing his servant, a heavy-jowled young fellow with an almost white down on his chin and small, dull eyes. Everything about the servant, the turquoise earring in one ear, the oiled, streaky hair, the obsequious movements, in short, everything, betrayed the man of a very modern and superior generation. He glanced condescendingly down the road and replied after due deliberation, No, sir, not in sight. Not in sight? repeated the gentleman. Not in sight, the servant answered a second time. The gentleman sighed and sat down on the edge of a small bench. Let us acquaint the reader with him more fully, while he sits there gazing ruminatively round about, his short legs drawn up beneath him. His name is Nikolai Petrovich Kirsanov. Some twelve miles from this little posting-house he owns a property of two hundred souls, or, as he himself expresses it since he partitioned his estate among his peasantry and introduced the farming system, of nearly five thousand acres. His father, a general who had seen active service in 1812, a rough, semi-literate but not unkindly Russian type, had remained in harness all his life, commanding first a brigade and then a division, and had always lived in the provinces where, thanks to his rank, he figured as a person of some standing. Nikolai Petrovich was born in the south of Russia, as was his elder brother Pavel, of whom more later, and was brought up at home until the age of fourteen, surrounded by inferior tutors, over-familiar yet sycophantic adjutants, and other such characters as are to be found in every regiment and on every staff. His lady mother of the family of Kolyatsin, known when she was a girl as Agafya, but after she became a general's wife as Agafoklia Kuzminishna Kirsanova, was of the battle-axe breed, wore imposing caps and rustling silk dresses, was always the first to go up to the cross at church, talked loudly and volubly, admitted her children to kiss her hand in the mornings, and again to receive her blessing before they went to bed. In short, lived according to her own good pleasure.